early. Yo, what's good, folks? Um, it's another episode of Early. We got Brooke coming, you know what I'm saying? But uh, we want to go ahead and get right into the interview. We know, um, y'all know what to do, man. Subscribe to the channel, you know what I mean? We got a dope interview with Crispy Cappin uh, on the way today. Um, we sat down with him earlier in the week, chopped that up, and uh, we're going to go ahead and put that on for y'all. Um, now but before we get into that you know what i'm saying um subscribe to the channel um yeah help us get to a thousand followers or a thousand subscribers you know what i mean and um yeah without further ado we're gonna go ahead and get into the interview you know what i'm saying Hey, appreciate you guys for having me, man. Uh, hey, always an honor and a pleasure to be able to come on and, you know, just talk. I'm a, I'm a big talker, you know what I mean? I like to be able to share insight, you know? So uh, I appreciate you guys for having me, for sure, man. Yeah, definitely definitely a big talker, man. I definitely um, got way of you from the uh, – I got hip to that gambling side of Twitter. I've been probably gambling myself for about two, three years. I think I'm going into my third NBA season. I'm like, taking it seriously. And um, definitely got hit to you from all the Twitter spaces that you'd be hosting. Um, you'd be having a lot of a lot of heavy hitters in those rooms. And you know what I'm saying? You'd be really, I was telling Brooke, like you really be managing the rooms. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you really be managing the rooms. Right. You be managing all the voices, uh, all the uh, all the talking heads in there. So you definitely, you know what I'm saying, be doing your thing with that. And it's kind of been uh, really dope to see your rise in that, bro. Like I, I remember I was going in those rooms early and, It'll be like, you know, tens, twenties, thirties of people. And then, you know, it's grown to like hundreds of people now. You know what I'm saying? So uh, kudos to that. We're going to get into all of that. But um, first, you know, I kind of want to get an understanding of your origin story. You know what I'm saying? Like, when did you, when did, uh, I guess, sports gambling come into the picture for you? Yeah, so, so man, it's a, <laughs> it's a long story too. But, uh, you know, to simplify it, man, I think, um, you know, it, it was like, like like around the time you said it, probably about two, three years. Uh, well, definitely two years. Probably this this is my third year as well, mm -hmm. kind of getting into the gambling space as well. So, uh, you know, we got a we got a similar timeline in that regard. But uh, you know, when when sports gambling got legalized here in Virginia, shout out to my boy Sai. I always want to give a, give a shout out to my boy Sai. Um, he uh, it's my my OG, my homeboy from from grade school, elementary school. He, uh, you know, he, we would, you know, have conversations about sports gambling and, you know, you think that you know what you're doing because, mm -hmm. you know, you watch sports, right? And you're integrated into it and, you know, you, you've watched it for so long that you think you can bet it too, but yeah. it don't work like that, right? So we no. started off, <laughs> we started off, you know, watching, watching a few YouTube channels and, you know, trying to make our own bets as well. And, uh, you know, just wasn't, you know, things wasn't going right at all. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm so into, I'm like, it's twine, like I'm so yeah, like, I know like, this. Right. Yeah. Bro, like, I, I'm watching this every single day, way before betting. Like, why, why don't I, like, why, why am I not making money? Why am I not, you know, hitting these bets? So, uh, for me, I, you know, a big part of it too, Meg, is like just like the challenge, right? I've always been a competitor, you know what I mean? From like playing sports to you know, whatever the case might be, like I, I'm trying to win spelling bees, I'm trying to win basketball <laughs> games, you know what I mean? Whatever I'm competing in, whether we play in spades, whatever, I'm trying to win. I don't want to waste my time, you know, giving my time to something that I'm not going to be, you know, great in, right? So uh, 
it was just kind of re redefining that process. You know, for me, like it was, you know, like if I really want to win and I want to take this serious, like what do I what do I need? Right. Like what resources do I need? Where do I get those resources from? Um, how can I find the edge? Right. Like in these betting markets, how do I know if a point spread is set too low and I should take the underdog or if I should take the favorite because they're not getting enough points. Right. So for me, it was just that, you know, like like trying to figure out, you know, what what I need to to be successful and not just like today, but tomorrow, too. Right. Like, how can I apply the same strategy? How can I take my emotion out of, you know, the betting aspect of it as well? Right. Because we want to bet on our teams. We want our team to do well. But, you know, that that ain't a part of, you know, making money all the time. I'm a diehard Laker fan. I didn't touch Laker games last year. We were so up and down and so just volatile in general in the market. You never know when the Lakers will play good. You never knew when they would play uh, bad. So, um, you know, a big part of it was, you know, taking that fandom out of it, right, and being a fan of whoever cashing tickets for me, right? My team is the team that that I bet on for that night, right? So, you know, that's a big part of it, you know, and I could keep going on and on, but I think, you know, to, 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 to piggyback and go back to the, the basis of your question, for me it was about two – about two and a half, three years ago when I first started taking it serious when it got legalized in Virginia and I was losing money because I was betting on, you know, the stupid stuff and parlaying a whole bunch of things together, thinking that I was going, you know, hit, hit the lotto ticket. The and, lottery, uh, yeah. yeah, hit the lottery, right? Like, and, and it just don't work like that. You know, we, we're betting on human performance and guys not going to bring it every single night, but trying to find the edge and, and figuring out who's going to bring it that night. For me, is the, you know, it's the cool part, doing the research, right? Like giving that information out, sharing that information so other people can make uh, bets or at least get my perspective because I know a lot of people value my opinion in the betting space. So it was it was all of those things for me, man, for sure. You know, on off you saying that, how long did it take you before you even got into a groove or before you formulated a strategy and you're like, you know what? I think my approach to what I'm doing, I think this there's something here. I need to double down on this. I need to keep on doing it because kind of like what you're saying, you come out of the perspective where it's like, all right, it doesn't really matter how familiar you are with sports growing up. You might have to look at this analytically. You're going to have to look at it a little different. You're going to have to take the emotions out of it. So can you tell me about some moments where you realize you're like, I'm playing this shit wrong. And then the moment where you're like, bam, I just made some edits to my strategy. And then from there, it was like you were out of there. So what was that moment like? Bro, that that's a, that's a hell of a question, and it's a loaded one too, man. Right. So first, first and foremost, I think a big part of big part of it for me anyway was was uh was was just stop stopping the parlay, right? Like you know, even if it's just a small parlay, even if it's just like four legs, three legs, right? You get three of those things right out of four, and you win no money. You get no bread for getting three things right, right. and bro, that yeah, you know, it's a heart right because. Cause the, the books are dirty, bro. Like they do not care. <laughs> they don't care. Like that you got three things. A little bit right. of that. I can't get seventy percent. Like, you know, like <laughs> let me get let me get a quarter of it back because right. I got a quarter yeah. of it wrong. You your stake back in a free bet. Like you, know, bro, one leg loses, you get so your I, little twenty five dollars back. Nah, that's a, that's a, that's a fact, bro. So I think I think that that was a big part of it. Like yo, let me let me reduce like the amount of legs that I'm trying to put together. And trying to win big, and and you know, I would I would see some 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 successful handicappers, uh, you know, that have been been gambling for a while, um, you know, talk about you know this being a marathon and not a sprint, right? Like sports betting is really something. I mean, granted, you're gonna see the you're gonna see one or two people per week 
you know, hit the lotto, right? They're gonna hit the lottery ticket. Like you try where they to, put, you try yeah, to, they go, they go, they gonna put five, to right? They gonna put five dollars on something and win, you know, five thousand or you know, twenty thousand or whatever the case might be. But that stuff is few and far between. Yeah. So, so when I, you know, when I was like, I think that the aha moment for me was like, yo, I gotta stop parlaying because I'm so close to hitting all these every single night that that I'm just giving my money away. And for me, the worst part about sports gambling. It's always having to upload, always having to upload money, bro. I absolutely hate feeling like I got to upload money. Right. So so that that forced me into, OK, I really got to learn how to manage my units. I really got to learn how to make sure I'm not uh, overexerting myself like on a given night or on a given day, because looking at an NBA slate and we don't see it soon because it's the season right around the corner. Right. Start next Wednesday. So you you, you don't want to put too many units off in the same day you kind of got to pick and choose and strategize on what your favorite plays are and being able to dissect what you think a lean is and what you really want to go official on. Right. So, because you don't want to, some, sometimes you don't want to overexert yourself. And a lot of people are, there are some people that are high volume betters and myself, I'm a low volume better. I, I consider myself a cautious better. Right. So sometimes my leans will hit and I'll give them out and people will tweet me and be like, yo, appreciate this, Chris. And I'm like, yeah, I ain't even make no money off of that. I just, <laughs> I just told y'all I liked it, but I ain't tell y'all I was playing it. Right. So that happens as well. But I think for me, it's, it's really about discipline. I think the biggest part for about sports gambling is how disciplined are you willing to be on a consistent basis? Because you can have a really good day where you go 5-0, and but you can also have a really bad day where you go 0-5. And going 0-5 feel a lot worse than going 5-0 and feels better. Right. So <laughs> I think like that 0-5, that 0-5 day is not is not where it's at, bro. So I'd much rather you know, play two plays and go one and one, then in the load up, you know, on a, on a day and go, you know, two and five, if I'm making seven plays. So for me, it's more so about, more so about that. Um, and, the, you know, to get back to your question again, like I said, stop, stopping the parlays, but also like, you know, like how much, how much research am I doing? Do I feel like I'm doing enough? Right. Or am I taking this off for the eye test? Right. So for me, I like to, I like to think about my handicapping style as like the eye test, and what the analytical data is telling me, right? Like, I don't want to be all analytics, but I also want to make sure I have enough data to, to prove, right? And if they, when they start mushing together, the eye test and the analytics mush together, then it's a lot easier for me to cap. And I, I typically get into a groove when I'm, you know, when I'm seeing the board clearly, when I'm paying attention, when I'm locked in too, right? Not and a lot of distractions. Is it truly a 50-50 or is it like more so, uh, it's more analytic, but that eye test really help you like, like, uh, it, it, like it tells the story of the analytics right yeah i think it, i think it's both man like sure. you know sure. i think it's also like like previous matchup like i think you know like getting into the psychology of the players is also key right like you i i, I create these beat writers lists on on twitter um and you know i tell people to follow them you know just to just to gain that edge right because you'll you'll see some of these beat writers as close to these teams tweet out things that these players are saying or that these coaches are saying right like yo we got to we got to play better defense. We gave away too many points in, tonight. And they're, they're traveling. They got a day off, and they're going to travel to wherever they're going to, and they're going to play against this other team. Looking at that, if this is a good team that I'm talking about, the first team that's, that's going to travel, that's that's making the comments, I'm probably going to look at the other team total under, right? Or maybe I'm going to take their star player to go under if they got a lockdown defender because it's all about responding and reacting, right? Like you're not going to be the best version of yourself every single night. But – do I trust this player to be able to make the necessary steps to, to, to correct whatever it is that they did wrong? 
And sometimes that happens and sometimes it don't. Right. And that, and I think that's a big part of it as well. But that's what I mean when I'm saying, like, be, you know, just being locked in, being locked in, following these players, following these teams, watching what these beat writers tweet out. I think all of that gives you an edge when you take into the analytical data and you take into the eye test. Yeah, I definitely want to uh, dive into this research aspect for sure, because that's kind of what has been the most interesting thing to me in my sports betting like journey, I guess. You know what I'm saying? It's Even before I was doing this, I've always been someone that's been interested in numbers and, and statistics and, and stuff like that. I've always been like interested in math and science, right? So um, when we're talking about research and anything like that, I really fuck with that. But to your point about following um, beat writers and, and listening to like people's comments, I've heard a lot of cappers say that, right? I heard so I know that there's something to it, but could you give like an example where you, um, where you saw like a, a, an athlete make a comment, or you heard, you saw a beat writer say, "Oh, this is what the coach is saying that they want to do," and then you saw it play out in a bet, like after? Can you, do you have like an example that comes to mind? Man, it's 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 probably like a lot of examples that come to mind. And I'm pretty sure I got slips to show them as well. Um, the, the biggest one I think, uh, you know, is the, the revenge angle. I think when you, when you hear players quotes about like leaving a team or, you know, a team like, uh, you know, not drafting them or whatever the case might be, uh, you know, maybe being overlooked in a draft, like that's something that you kind of want to circle on your calendar. That's actually one of the last steps that I need to need to um, complete, I'll make a, a mental note because I told myself that I don't think I jotted it down in my notes section, but but like, yo, sometimes you legit can like, just kind of see it before it happens, right? A, a prime example that I think would be uh, Wendell Carter Jr. This dude was on the Chicago Bulls and then ended up going to the Magic. And he he's, he's publicly, dis, you know, talked about and discussed like how every time he played Chicago, he wanted to do them dirty. Every single time, right? So every team, every single time I see Wendell Carter Jr. is playing against Chicago Bulls, especially if the game is in Chicago, yeah. I got I got to have a little bit of that action every single time because I know he's going to go a little bit harder. You know, like it's a, it's a grind, right? It's an 82-game series. Like I said, players not going to have it every single night, which is why you can't bet on the same player every single night to go over their player prop or, you know, this team is going to lose in games where you think that they're supposed to win because they, they might not get up for that game. But it's so, you know, like it's so many. But that's the one that really sticks out to me the most, um, you know, is Wendell Carter Jr. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, right? We, I, think, I think another one will be, uh, you know, this one, this, this year, one that I, I got circled on my calendar is when um, Tyrese Halliburton go back to Sacramento. You know, this guy had, had like publicly showed, you know, just immense emotions about thinking that he was going be to be the, be the franchise over there in Sacramento. You know, cried about it talked about it you know so somebody that works extremely hard on the offensive and defensive end uh feeling like he still got a lot to prove he, you know he don't got that that big contract yet still playing off his rookie contract he's over there in indiana now so when he go back i'm probably gonna have his assist over i'm probably gonna have his pra's over i think he's gonna try to go bananas and we know sacramento don't got they don't got new, you know they they i think they're gonna be better this year offensively they don't got lockdown defenders over there. I think I think Tyrese Halliburton right. is gonna go crazy when he go back to Sacramento. They're trying to outscore everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So I just think it's you know it's different different gems like that, right? You got to remember, you know who who who's gonna have certain games circled on their calendar, whether it's a coach a coaching matchup or it's a player matchup 
or whatever the case might be. But, you know, I, I would to, to answer to go back to the original question, Wendell Carter Jr. is somebody that I cashed on every time he saw Chicago last year. Um, yeah. Next question I want to ask you is um, so when we're talking about um, this NBA season coming up, right? Actually, I kind of want to go back a little bit to um, how Chris B. Cappen, like, came about, right? So did you come out the break, like, all right, I'm going to start sharing my picks. You know what I'm saying? You said you've been, you know, gambling for, like, about two, three years now. Did you come right out, like, okay, I'm going to start sharing my picks on Twitter and everything like that? Did you, like, when when was the moment where you felt like, okay, I'm good enough to start sharing my picks? Or um, was that was that even a question for you? Because I know there's some people out there, like especially when Twitter Spaces like became a thing, because that's relatively new. I mean, I mean, not even relatively; it's super new. You know what I'm saying? But and I would and I before I found you and some other guys on um, the gambling side of Twitter, I would just see rooms of like you know six, seven people just like sharing pics, like just talking. And I would hop in those rooms, and it's like just we're just talking. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like anybody's uh, special or anything. It's just you know these are just things that we're looking at. These are just things that you know, it's like, you know, being in a fucking game chat room playing Call of Duty or some shit. You know what I'm saying? So were you just coming out the break just like sharing pics or did you get to a certain point where it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Now I want to start this crispy cap and persona and like be be regarded as somebody that like is is one of those guys in this space. Man, that's a that's a loaded question too, bro. But 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 this is what I'll say. I'll say uh initially, nah, I definitely wasn't sharing pics um, you know, when I first started. For me, I, I think, um, you know, a lot of people gamble on sports recreationally, right? Like it's, it's something that they just, you know, want to, they're watching the game, they want to have some action on it, right? I don't, I don't think of myself as a recreational gambler. I think about myself as a sharp better, right? Like I, I'm not just going to play something just because I want to have some action in on the game and I'm putting five or $10 or 20 or $25 on a game, right? Like, or, or player prop. I think about, um, you know, wanting to be sharp because, as my following grew, I, I understand that people was actually putting their money on this, right? Like I, I'm never in the business of just like, oh, let me just put something out because, you know, like I need to have some content out or let me just host a space because, uh, you know, I, 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 I always host spaces, right? If I don't do the research, if I don't feel like I have an edge, then I don't make spaces, right? And and I think we, we kind of talked about this before a little bit before, Meg, but I think uh, before we got started, I think like even with the preseason, right? I held a, a Twitter space for the preseason, but it wasn't to give out picks, right? Because we talked about how volatile the preseason is. Even though I had found some success already in the preseason, it was to 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 help the community as far as like what resources I'm using so that you can make your own informed decisions, right? Like what am I, how, how do I know who's going to be starting? How do I know, you know, how many minutes these guys are going to be playing? How do I know whether this team is going to win or not, right? Like let's look at, you know, all of these different angles. And then if we find an edge, you can take it, right? But it was more Low so just like kind a of preseason for the NBA season. Yeah. There for, you go. Preseason for the NBA gambling season. That's exactly what it is, right? Like, yo, use these resources now because this will be helpful for you. But as the season starts, it might be a, you know, you can use some of these, but it might be a different, uh, you know, version of resources or it might be different resources as well. So um, initially, nah, I wasn't sharing plays at all. Initially, I was trying to, I was trying to find the resources. I was trying to figure out, like, pick the brains and, like, you know, some of the sharp gamblers, some of the sharp sports bettors, some of these guys who had discords and 
had their own shows on YouTube. I was like, yo, if they can do it, guess what? I can do it too, right? So I need to figure out like how they're finding the edge, right? And then initially, I was just talking about this yesterday with one of my boys. Initially, when I first started the Twitter Spaces last year, because the Twitter Spaces, like you said, they're, they're relatively new, even though it's still, it's, it feels like they're old because I did so many already, right? Every yeah, single day, right. the grind starts. And the concept so, of Spaces, you know, like Clubhouse was out for a minute. Mm-hmm. And there's been there's been audio group chat rooms for sure. Absolutely. So So when I first started, the crazy thing is, is I was just sharing information. That's how I grew, right? The, the Krispy Cap and brand came from just sharing information. Like you said, Mick, I'm, I'm real big on the analytics. I'm real big on the data. I'm real big on finding enough information to find the actual edge. And if I don't have enough, I'm not going to make a play. I'm not going to force anything, right? So a big part of it was like, yo, all right, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers are playing against the uh, – Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. And based on what I know about the Cleveland Cavaliers, I know that they're a top team, a top five defense. I know that they are really good at rebounding with, with uh, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen down there. I know Darius Garland is, is playing good uh, since um, um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Not not Levert, um, the, the guy that they just traded to Utah. Um, Colin Sexton. I know that Colin, I know that he's playing good since Colin Sexton went down. And I know that the Temple is going to be without, you know, A, B, and C player tonight. They're also on the second night of a back-to-back. I like Cleveland in this matchup, right? So, so, so it's like, you know, just going through and and figuring out if I have enough of an edge to actually make that bet. That's how I got started, right? And people would just pop in. Like you said, it started with the, the first time I did one, it was me and my homeboys, right? Like my local homeboys that I, that I know, right? The ones that I go to the gym with, the ones that I run with. It was like seven of us. We just hopped in. I was like, yo, I told them beforehand, like, yo, we should do this. It was like, all right, cool. We did it. I think maybe one person popped in that wasn't that we didn't know. Wasn't part of the and group. Yeah. That, that wasn't part of the group, right? And and uh I was like, yo, we should, you know, we should kind of we should play. Like, I like these plays, and this is why I like them. You know, I did my research, whatever the case might be. And then I would jump in the late night spaces. Shout out to Cap, shout out to L Cap, because Cap was a guy that was hosting these late night spaces. L Cap and El Capitan, that's my guy. That's my guy, the OG. Um, Shout out to Cap, because Cap will host these late night spaces. I would jump in Cap space, uh, you know, pick his brain a little bit, but also, like, come and give Cap some some insight based on what I had found, right? And we were were sharing plays. We was cashing all the time. Cap would have 2,000, 1,500 people in his his spaces off the late night. I'm talking about 1 a.m. Right, people just <laughs> up, right? Like That's just crazy. listening to the recording the next day. Uh, I'm pretty sure a couple of them drinks probably got to about five thousand. Um, yeah. got to about five thousand people, you know, just as far as like listening to the recording. And people would, you know, that's how my following started to grow. I would come up and you know, ask Cap some questions or uh, you know, just pick his brain. Um, we would kind of have conversations about what we were looking for the next day, the next night. And it's, it wasn't just Cap, it was other, you know, successful mm-hmm. cappers as well. You know, just trying to get sharper, trying to get better. And at the end of the day, the goal is always to beat the books, right? It should be everybody versus the books, right? Like we, as long as we all win, the books lose and, and we should be happy. So that was, you know, uh, 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 the one of the key stepping parts, one of the key uh, step stepping stools to, you know, my rise to, 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 to the Crispy Cap and brand. After that, I was like, yo, like, I'm already like, I'm already betting sports. I'm already like, Watching these, watching these games religiously, I think it should be something bigger now, 
right? Like, I think I should come up with my own brand, right? My followers are increasing. I'm giving out plays. I'm crushing the markets. Like, at this point, I was, you know, killing the markets on a daily basis. Um, and I was like, yo, we're going to keep building. We're going to keep growing, right? So everything was free. And then it just turned into this show where everybody would just show up. And it's like, yo, at 5 o'clock, Chris going to be talking basketball. He's going to have some plays that he's going to like, that he like. It's going to be other people that's going to also request up. And, you know, he'll he'll let them talk and give out some some plays that they like as well. And it just grew. Right. People started telling their friends about it. They, they co-workers about it. And it just grew to the point where sometimes I don't think I ever got to 2000. But I do remember a couple spaces that had 15 to 1700 people in them for sure. Yeah. Celebs would drop through. I had a couple yeah. celebs as well. A couple verified guys. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of grew from there, man. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, I think. In this, you know, time of like TikTok, you know, you drop a TikTok and tomorrow it gets a million views. So I think people hear like 1,500, like it's not a lot, but that's crazy to have 1,500 people tapped in during a live like show. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of crazy. Like I'll, I'll go on, I'll go on YouTube and watch like something that ESPN is live streaming. There'll be like 600 people in there. You know, and they're ESPN. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's no small beat right there. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And like, and now when you're in the process of like transitioning the value that you're giving out to people and noticing that you're actually forming a community around it, when does, I guess, uh, the content creation come on your end? Like now you're like, okay, like, let me start building out the brand. Like, because this is two separate things. It's like, well, I had to bring something to market that was a value. And now people are saying, damn, this dude's insight as it pertains to like the sports that he's been on, like they're hitting because I'm actually being a fly on the wall to a lot of these spaces. I might not even come up, but like I'm literally taking that info and I'm hitting, I'm coming back. I'm telling more people they got to come. So you seeing, all right, what I'm doing is working. So talk about that now, how you start, I guess, putting the brand together. And like, and like that shirt you rocking right now. Is that, is that, like, yes, is that crispy capping right all right, yeah. Man. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, getting into the merch and shit like yeah. that. So, yeah. So, t- talk about that transition and like how you start from a whole nother business from, from one business. Yeah. Cause I think just to add on to that question, like, I think some people don't realize that once you do start a brand, like, now you got to start doing the other things. Like, it's not just the technical thing that people are coming for. Right. You're now having to, okay, like marketing, how to like, What's the, you know, putting, like making the merch, you know what I'm saying? Designing, like all this type of shit. There's so much other shit that goes into it. So yeah, speak on that part of it. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a, that's a great question for sure too. And, and, and it's crazy because when I got into this, I wasn't even thinking about the business. No one's ever, no one ever right? is when it comes to like naturally. Right. Like, like and it's what I, for, for the most part is what I told you guys already. Like, yo, it's like, like, I love sports. I've been watching them since, you know, I was yay high, like, and I feel like I can bet on them. But then, like you said, like, yo, like, this is like becoming something bigger than, you know, just me, right? Like, what what can this become? So um, that process was more so like, yo, people, everything that I've ever done, I've never charged a dime for it, right? It was more so like, yo, let me share information. Let me get these plays out. And like I said, people was cashing it. Right. And then I was like, yo, I need to, you know, like actually have a a logo. Right. Even a logo, though. I didn't think, you know, about making a logo to create shirts. I I remember the first day I tweeted the logo like, yo, check out the Krispy Kappa logo. And the tweet went crazy. Right. The joint went viral. I had the picture in there. Everybody talking about like, yo, that's the you know, that's a real dope logo. Like, yo, you should put that on stuff. And I'm like, hold on. What? I should put my logo on stuff. Like I should be selling stuff like this is. Hold on. What? 
so yeah, so you know, I got that, uh, you know, I got those tweets, you know, multiple tweets, and I was like, yo, I, I think that I think that'd be pretty cool. It also gives people, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people just gonna take the information and run with it. They gonna cash on your plays. They're not even gonna show love at all, right? But then there's, there's a there's also a, a, a large amount of people who really want to be able to get back and like, yo, Chris, you helped me a lot. And I got those DMs, right? Like, yo, I remember I gambled away like my last two fifty. Uh, you know, on a couple plays that you had and, you know, you was able to help me, you know, buy diapers for, for my kids and, you know, pay my card note, which I'm not advising. I don't expect, I don't advise anybody. <laughs> don't use, advice, don't use your last 250. Uh, not financial advice. <laughs> not, not financial no, advice crazy. at all, right? But, I, I hear what yeah. you're saying. That's inspirational, but also it's like, that's bad money management. Yeah, yeah, using yeah, your horrible. last bread to like yeah, try to yeah, cash it. Financial like hardball it. when Keanu Reeves is like, yeah. That's a fact, bro. That's a fact. So I'm never, you know, I'm never promoting that. And that's another reason why you know, kind of going back to why, you know, I take it so serious because I know people are putting their hard earned money on the plays that I, you know, that I'm, that I'm sharing. But uh, to get back to this, man, it was more so like, like, yo, like, let's give people a way that, that want to support. Let me give them a way that they can actually support me. So I, you know, created the Crispy Captain website. Right. And I started like uploading articles. Right. So if you couldn't join in the space, but you wanted to read some of the things that I was going to say, like, yo, let me type it out. Right. Let me, let me become a writer. Right. So I would type out some of the, some of the plays that I liked. And, you know, I had a, had a blurb, a couple paragraphs about why I like that play. Right. And that's something that I look forward to doing again this year. I didn't start that until like close to the playoffs, but you know, let me just test this Avenue as well. Right. And then the website also had all the merch. So people, you know, would start, you know, I'm like, yo, like, Cash on a play, like you want to support, like send me a send me a $10 tip, a $5 tip, a $2.50 tip. I don't care what you send me, because everything you send me is gonna be extra. The the the, the sports book's gonna pay me, right? Because my play's gonna cash. You and when you make cash enough to play, right? right exactly. And if you do and you want to support, like yo, cop a shirt, like like cop a hoodie, you know what I mean? And it's gonna be more merch coming. I got I got some hats, I'm you know, uh gonna get out. Uh also thinking about just like doing other logos, but it's a lot of stuff in the works for sure. But but I guess to get back to the to original question, it was it was a it was a slow process for me because I, I wasn't thinking about, like I said, making this into a business. Right. The followers would grow. I was getting hundreds of followers every single day. Uh, and that's something that I don't really talk about. Right. Like I, you, you guys will go through my timeline. I, I don't tell people to retweet. I don't tell them to like my post. I don't even tell them to share it. Right. It's more so like, yo, this is helping you. And you think that it's bringing value to you and other people would like it that you know, said, you're gonna do it. You gonna do it organically. You know what I mean? If you, if y'all, if you, if a new artist come out and y'all, y'all just so happen to stumble upon his track, and it's fire, the first thing you're gonna do is send it to your homeboys. Like, yo, I don't know who this is, but it's got bars. Like, you gotta check this out, right? And I think about it the same way, right? Like, I, I don't do a lot of self promotion. If you like it and you think it's valuable, you, you, you'll do it yourself. Yeah, I think this is one of those true situations of the work speaks for itself you know what i'm saying because uh speaking of homies like there was one day i went into one of your rooms and like one of my homies was in there but it's like this is a dude that like i haven't seen in a minute like we went to high school together i'm like what's this nigga doing here you know what i'm saying like, right, right, right. <laughs> like you know what i'm saying so like it's definitely, it's definitely yeah you know what i'm saying and then even when uh when when I was telling Brooke, like, he was about to have you on, he went through your Twitter page. He was like, yeah, there's a couple of people that he knows that was already following you. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's very, it's very, that you're definitely one of those rare situations where, like, the work truly does speak for itself. Because I definitely will also say, too, that, like, you know, when, I, when, I, when I'm seeing your tweets, like, 
the one tweet that I will see like all the time is just like, okay, I'm hosting this space at this time. You know what I'm saying? It's never like, oh, like, you know, um, retweet this and I'll drop this play and like, you know what I'm saying? 10,000 likes and I'll drop this play or, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not those kind of things. You want. Although like, you know, there's nothing, there's, I'm not knocking that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, cause like you actually have to deliberately try to grow. You, you've been able to grow organically. Most people got to be deliberate about their growth. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's just interesting to see. You know what I'm saying? But like, like I said, it's, it's a testament to the fact that the work really does, um, you know, speak for itself. You know what I'm saying? It speaks volumes for sure. But um, I definitely, like like we said, like we're about a week away from the start of the NBA season. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, my yeah, like literally I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm licking my chops over here. Um, that's like my favorite time of year. I love betting on NFL, but like when it's NBA and NFL at the same time, it's lit. It's like Christmas. You know what I'm saying? So as we look ahead to, you know, the start of the season, I wanted to know, what are some of your favorite markets to bet on or like your favorite props to, to, you know, pay attention to um, at the start of the season? Cause I know, you know, I think we had talked about this, but there's kind of like different phases of the season. I feel like in the beginning of the season, everybody just kind of like ready to prove themselves, especially the young guys or the guys who are in new roles. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like ready to go out there and go hard. And then towards the middle of the season, you kind of start to see drop offs or you start to see things that like, you know, you don't even know what you're seeing. And then towards the end of the season, uh, right before playoffs, either those teams that are out of it, they're just out of it. And the teams that who are like fighting, they're still fighting. But what are some of your, when we, when we focus on the first, you know, quarter of the season, what are some of your favorite markets or some of your favorite props to pay attention to? Yeah, man. So, so this, you know, this, this brings a smile to my face. I could talk to you about (laughs) this all day. Right. Um, so first and foremost, I think, uh, you know, just from a from a so my favorite prop, my favorite markets to bet on is probably the spreads and, mm-hmm. and, and player props. Specifically, I'm probably looking at points. Um, I was hitting on rebounds throughout the throughout the po- throughout the regular season. The postseason kind of I kind of drifted away from that after I lost a couple. Because the one thing I don't like to do is I don't like to lose. Right. So yeah. I might have a lean on a, on a prop that, you know, that, that didn't catch the day before. Uh, and might not even play it the next day just to kind of see how things are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely probably spreads and definitely probably the the player props, specifically the points. Or sometimes I'll get into the PRAs, the points, rebounds and assists, or some people call them PARs, the points, assists and rebounds. Um, if I think a player is just going to dominate the game in general. But uh, and, and, and kind of like what you what you mentioned already, much. I think a big part of it is just like, yo, like, um you got to evaluate the portion of the season for what it is, right? Like this team isn't going to come out and like, is this team historically coming out and dominating in the beginning of the season? Right. I talked about, you know, when we were chopping it up earlier, I kind of talked about like these players, uh, especially the older players kind of taking a, it, it takes them a while to get into a rhythm, right? It takes them a while to get into a routine, but then on the opposite hand, you got these, these young, these young teams that's going to be hungry, right? Like they gonna you know, hungry to prove that they they supposed to be in the league, hungry to prove that they can can fit into this system. Um, you know, they they still gonna be. I think teams are gonna come into the season not knowing what their full rotation is. So they trying to get they trying to get rotation, right? They trying to get rotational minutes and not be that guy that's sitting on the bench, right? So preseason is important because you know it shows the coach that you can trust. Coach, you can trust me, right? Like I need I need to be the guy that's getting those eight minutes off the bench. Um, you know, when you pulling Steph Curry out, right? Or when you pull in LeBron James or whoever the case might be, 
So um, a lot of it'll be, you know, probably probably props, but also some sides as well. Um, the the a big thing to to take into consideration is how last season ended. The the regular season at the start will be um, correlated, right? As far as the markets, right? So a lot of these teams who did well last year will automatically be favorites over teams, maybe bigger favorites over teams that they shouldn't be favorites of over at the beginning of this season, right? So you'll be able to find value in those lines. Um, specifically, you know, if you're looking at, you know, rest advantage, if you're looking at, uh, you know, scheduled wins, right? If you're looking at, um, you know, who has uh, the more healthier roster, who's the better coach in this position. So all of those things kind of taken into consideration but um, I think I think the props, man, I, I, I've been someone that has has been successful playing the props and playing the spreads. But I think the, the player props is something I would definitely look at just because I, I've been so locked in before the season started and kind of watching the preseason. So I already kind of got a mind for, you know, who's looked really, really well that I don't think it's going to take that long for them to kind of transition into being the, the best version of themselves early. For instance, like a guy like Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown has dominated. Right. He came out before during the media day when everybody was talking about everything that was going on in Boston with Ime Udoka and that whole scandal situation. He was like, yo, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Right. Last season was uh, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. And it hurt. Right. But he talked about even keeping the shoes that he wore in the finals. And in the last game, in game six, he was like, yo, I kept those shoes. I worked out in those shoes all summer. Right. To me, I'm like, OK, bet. All right. Let me let me write that down. Right. Uh, Jalen Brown, even in that finals, he was looking like, hey, bro, uh, like Jalen Brown was, he, was looking like he wanted to be the alpha over. Uh, over Taylor. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's how you're looking at those finals. Like. That, that's a fact. And I think I think, um, you know, just having that bad taste in his mouth, he felt like he ran out of gas, even though he had a great finals. Right. Like this yeah. dude was amazing throughout the finals, but he felt like he kind of ran out of gas and he let his team down. Mentally, we might not feel like that, but if he feels like that, I need to jot that down, right? And then yeah, watching yeah, him, yeah. watching him play in the preseason so far, dude has been like it just insane, right? Like he's he's pretty much unguardable. And to for him to tell to tell the media that he feels like he's the best version of himself, he's somebody that I'm gonna be checking. Okay, when do they play against a really, really horrible defense? Because it's, it's probably gonna be his day, you know what I mean? Or when will they need him most, right? To go in, to get in his bag, right? And that's going to be a day that I'm going to check off somebody like him. Another guy like Tyrese Maxey, same way. Maxey shot 60% last year after James Harden was acquired. This guy's a gym rat. He plays extremely hard. Um, he's a fan favorite. And he's been killing the preseason. So I'm looking at Maxey, right? When will Maxey be needed most, right? When will James Harden – when will it look like James Harden will have a, a really difficult matchup and the offense might have to rely on Maxey a little bit more, right? When will Embiid miss a game, right? Because if Embiid misses a game – I got to have maxi points over every single time. So it, so it'll be, you know, situational spots like that where I feel like the markets haven't, the, the player props, specifically the points, haven't caught up with, with, with what I think they should be, and I got to go over every single time. Now, that's interesting, bro, because in the, in the couple of guys that you've named during this, you know, ep episode, like, you haven't named, like, the big stars. You know what I'm saying? And that's to that point. Like, I, I kind of am the same way. Like, I like to look at who – kind of being undervalued by the market just because they're not like a huge name but they you know Tyrese Maxey bro like <clears throat> if you were betting his overs on the playoffs as, as far as points he was having he was going nuts like he was scoring a lot of points in the playoffs in random games they're random spots for sure but it's because you don't expect him to be the guy they got Embiid there they got Harden there 
You know what I'm saying? It would be random games where he would show up with like 25 plus points. I think he had, I think he went off for like 31 games in the playoffs last year. But, um, you know, and then Jalen Brown, of course, he's a, he's a baller, but like, you know, we're looking at Tatum to be the guy there. It's very, I feel like you can definitely cash on trying to find guys who are undervalued as opposed to like trying to bet on the Kevin Durant's, trying to bet on the, you know what I'm saying, the LeBron James's. They're going to be too, like, they're going to be too overly priced or overly valued. Like, their points line are going to be sitting at 28, 29. When it's like, yeah, those guys can do it, but it's going to take, like, a lot out of them to do that. You know what I'm saying? Where you can get a Tyrese Maxey probably, his over is probably going to be, like, 14, 15 points. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I really like that. Um, but so do you feel like, I, I guess another question I have for you is, when it comes to some of the, do you have, like, a favorite person? to to bet on like have, have you found like this guy hasn't let me down or i mean of course everybody's gonna let you down at some point but like have you have you found like these certain guys that it's like i can lean on them you know what i mean i think it's more situational right like i think that's the one thing about like handicapping sports that people don't take into consideration they just take the same player over and over yeah. and over and over and over again and basketball is situational if if I know that a player is going to be needed more in that given spot, then I'm more inclined to take that over, right? And so, and when you, you how you evaluate someone's need? How I like, evaluate maybe. their need? Yeah, how uh, do you evaluate like this guy's going to be needed this game versus he might not be needed that game? Matchup, matchup, uh, uh, rest, rest, rest advantage, right? Like, does this tip? Does this player typically do well on the second night of back to backs, mm-hmm. right? Will, will he be needed? So, so for example, I'll give you an example. Let's just say that the um, let's just say that the uh, Golden State Warriors are traveling to Indiana to play the the Indiana Pacers. There's no way possible I'm gonna take Steph Curry points over because I don't think that he's gonna be needed. The Pacers defense is is horrendous, is absolute trash, and I don't think Steph's gonna need to go off for 35 points. So it's really hard for me to take Steph on a given night to go over his point prop against the Indiana Pacers when that, that could be a night that anybody off the bench could go off, right? That could be a night that Kaminga goes off or a guy like Kaban Looney goes off, right? Especially if, you know, Miles Turner isn't playing. So when I say if that player is needed, I'm talking about primetime matchup. Everybody got their popcorn ready. And and, and the, the psychology behind it, I was listening, listening to an interview with Draymond the other day and Draymond was saying like, yo, it's, he was actually on the shop with, with LeBron. He was saying, like, yo, it's really hard to get up for these teams that are just trash. Like, that's what he said. He was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bro, don't, like, who wants to go play Indiana on a Tuesday night? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, bro, like, we're going to win by 20. And if we don't, it's because we didn't take them serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's what I mean. Like, like is that player necessarily going to be needed, Right. And, it, and it, it might not be that way, right? Like, like I said, you you got we, as, as as many teams as we have, like on the championship contending level, which I think is a lot, right? I think we can name we all can name like you know at least three teams that could win it all on both sides. We also got teams that's going to be in the running for Victor Wembanyama, right? Like it's it's probably more teams that's down there. San Antonio right. Spurs this year, the Charlotte Hornets, Lamelo just got banged up with that with that uh, ankle injury. Um, you know, it's 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 gonna be some teams that's just they already in the sweepstakes for 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 trying to lose the most games, right? And it's hard for these upper echelon teams to 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 get up for for games like that when you just know you're better in 
honestly, this game don't mean nothing anyway, right? Like, of course we want to win, but if we win by one or if we win by five, even though the spread is has us winning by twelve, like we cool with that. Two possession game, we win. We cool with that. I don't gotta you know go out here and, and be Superman tonight. Like this is a this is a chill night for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly how I'm <laughs> Facts. you know me. Like I, I, I be, I'm definitely in that boat of the. Oh yeah, man, I've been watching sports, so I feel like I know exactly how to place it, but yeah. I'd be wrong. So I'll be like, damn. Let when me it comes to the, putting bread on yeah, it, it's you like, know what I'm saying? Like, I just put, yeah, different. I just put some bread up on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs game and like a parlay. And yeah. literally, literally, you said it. Like, I think I had full. I had a five joint parlay and four of the conditions hit. Mm-hmm. And literally, um, the running back of the Chiefs. Clyde like, was a layer. Clyde was a layer. So unpredictable. I, so he almost got the touchdown. They yeah, gave yeah, it yeah. like, and then they're like, nah, you're on the one-yard line. And I was like, bro, that then, was the only yeah. thing I needed. And then I Travis needed. Kelsey probably scored. And I, I got Kelsey touchdown. Yeah. I had Mahomes over 250. Yeah. I had Kansas City winning, which yeah. I was like, yo, they was spooked. They did. It was close. And it was then close. I'm looking at that like, damn. And then you got nothing. <laughs> you, got, you got nothing you know to show I'm for it. Nothing. So, yeah, that's a fact. Like, so I'm definitely, you know what I'm saying, definitely taking it in in terms of how to come. Yeah, come nah, to that point that place. you said in the beginning, bro, like, I definitely, um, I, yeah, to, like what Brooke said, I kind of came into it the same way. It's like I watch sports. Um, I feel like I, I, I know what's going to happen. I think early on I had hit on a parlay that kind of, like, made me think, oh, shit, I could do this every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I hit my first parlay that I ever placed. And I was like, oh, like, I'm a fucking genius. I could do this every fucking day. Like, let's go, right? And then, you know, over time, that's just not sustainable. (laughs) It's just not sustainable. So over time, I'm losing, like, you know, by one leg, two legs. Sometimes I'm not hitting no legs. And then I'm just like, okay, like, like, if I were to place, you know, if I get three out of four and I was to place four singles, I would profit off the three. And then, you know, maybe lose all on the one. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of is what I started to think about. And then I started to also kind of have this um, idea that, like, okay, if I'm going uh, – yeah, let me focus on making four right plays, right? And then maybe parlay that with, like, a little bit of bread. What I used to do was let me try to make, like, five different parlays and hope that one of these parlays hits. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like let me just pick four of my favorite plays parlay those plays but also bet on them straight so that like at the end of the day if my analysis is right i go home with something you know what i'm saying because like you said bro like uploading bread into you know FanDuel, bet mgm whatever it is like uploading bread every time is fucking it's, it's depressing it's a bad feeling you know what i'm saying because it's like when am i going to start withdrawing you know what right, i'm saying right, like i keep depositing right. when am i going to start withdrawing you know what i mean but um, Absolutely, bro. yeah, bro. Like we're not gonna hold you too long, bro. Like we really appreciate this um this conversation, man. Like sure. all this insight sure. um behind not even just like how you're making your plays, but how you're building your brand. Because seeing it from afar has been really, really exceptional to watch. You know what I'm saying? So kudos to you for all the all the work that you've been doing. Um, not just to give people plays, but to you know be consistent as far as like having a space for people to come to. You know what I'm saying? Because like oh, yeah. that shit's not easy. You know what I'm saying? Like we podcast every week. You're on spaces like every day, damn. Near. You know what I'm saying? So like we, un- I, at least I understand is, is for that, sure. Is that the schedule? Understand. Like yeah, so, what? It, five p.m. Like five. Yeah, five p.m. Bro, every day we rock out every single day. Uh, on the weekends we do it earlier. You know, of course, because there there's typically like a, a earlier game on the weekends. Okay. Um, but yeah, every and it's typically like an hour before. But this year, I mean, it's gonna be the same. You know, last year I kind of went into it not not really 
you know, knowing what I was, uh, what, you know, how, how big it was going to become, but this year it's going to be, you know, just a tad bit more structured. So I, I want to give people a chance to, you know, be able to rewatch it as well before the games actually start. So it'll probably be like 5.15 to 6.15 Eastern time every single day, um, or at least Monday through Friday. Uh, and then that gives people a chance 45 minutes afterwards, because they're also going to be uploaded on YouTube as well. That gives people a chance to to go back and watch it. They got 45 minutes and it's going to be, you know, stories, uh, titles, even within the, the the YouTube page as well. Right. So if you just want my analysis, you can go to, you know, just the beginning and watch, you know, my 15, 20 minutes. I'll break down everything that I'm liking, why I'm liking it. And then if you want to listen to the, you know, everybody else that because because people come up and they, you know, they cash as well. Right. They give out right. insight. I'm not saying that I'm the only guy that's out here cashing because that'd be that'd be false. Right. It's a lot of other guys who, who request up on a daily basis and share their plays and, you know, their perspective and analysis. And, and if people want to hear that, that, you know, they can they can fast forward to that as well. So I want to leave like that 45 minute gap in between and I want it to be more structured. So a lot of people, so we're not regurgitating the same information. So we're probably going to stick to about an hour, no more than an hour, 15 minutes, where people just come in, get to chop it up, you know, talk hoops, talk betting, uh, and and hopefully get some cash at the end of the day. That's a fact, man. So everybody be sure definitely to follow uh, Chris B. Cappen on, um, on Twitter. That's where the spaces be at. But like you said, what's your uh, YouTube channel? What's the name of you? The same thing, man. Crispy Cappen. Yeah, two P's, two N's. Two N's everywhere. Um, yeah, man, we're looking forward to more analysis this year. We're looking forward to more cashing this year. I love seeing green. So, you know, so I would be in those rooms looking for green for sure. And uh, yeah, man, appreciate you again, bro. Can't say it enough. I appreciate you, Chris. Uh, absolutely, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate Meg as well, man. Y'all boys, uh, Y'all boys been been great hosts, man. I appreciate y'all even reaching out to me, man. I'm always, you know, looking to chop it up. And I, like I said, I can talk betting. I can talk sports all day long. So, so, uh, sure. so yeah, I appreciate yeah. you guys. Yeah, maybe well, like around back. mid-season, yeah. we probably going to have to have you Not back. You know? I was about to say, y'all let me know when, man. Sure. Let me know when. We can definitely fit this in, bro. I can definitely fit this in. Uh, you know, and hopefully – Hopefully we we end up making a lot of cash this year. That's always yeah, gonna be the goal, goal, man. That's I'm trying goal, to start yeah. a I'm trying to start a tour this year. The crispy cash. All funded off FanDuel. Every piece of it funded by FanDuel. Yeah, I'm actually about to, I'm going out to Minnesota um for, for the Laker game. I'm a diehard Laker fan, so I'm going out to Minnesota to start the wow. season. Uh when wow. we play the Lake, when we play the Timberwolves, and then uh I think um, I'm looking at. I haven't purchased the tickets yet, but I'm, I'm gonna be out your way uh, for the uh, uh, MLK Day game. The Golden State oh, Warriors. My, yeah, my girl, a big Golden yeah, State fan. Sure, yeah. The Wizards. The Wizards host sure. the Golden There's State Warriors. Spots out in DC. You could like, you know, what I'm saying, grab a drink and be playing bets at. So yes, sir. That's the plan. That's the plan. All right, bro, so, yeah. man. Appreciate you again for getting up early with us, and we'll we'll talk soon. Absolutely, man. Appreciate y'all boys as well, right, man. man. Best of luck. All right, easy. Chris B. Capping. Yeah, bro. man. Shout out the guy. Uh, great interview right there. Uh, dope sitting down with him, get, getting to pick his brain. You know what I'm saying? NBA season is right around the fucking corner, it bro. It is. It is. Are you excited? Timely. Yeah, bro. Definitely. You know, <laughs> NFL is, is just cool. Yeah, know? NFL's but lit. NBA. NBA you I know, feel like I'm this a, is a great time of year with NFL, NBA. Life yeah, you know cat, what I'm saying? You know, I, I, First I'm, takes you know, are going to be great. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. For the next couple of months, it's yeah, going to be. Because, you know, these days they're just talking about the same 
couple of quarterbacks, same yeah, couple facts, of teams. It's like facts. the same topics just get recycled. Yeah, throughout ESPN like, yo, bro, throughout the uh, day. You know, you know what I'm saying? saying? And they don't really even really be talking about that shit till like the middle of the season. But nevertheless, I'm definitely gonna be glad to just be able to just see the highlights. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm saying see who ball and it's a new era. Bro. I was finished. Oh yeah, it's definitely so it's, a new it's era. Like you gotta bro. you gotta see what's up. You know quick. how I know it's yeah. a new era, bro. Um. Last night I saw this clip of uh, did you see the joint of Russell Westbrook throwing the ball at uh cuz from okay, the, uh, nah, the I seen Timberwolves. Another, I needed I seen another the other clip, joint but now nah, what joint did you see? There's I, so many things about yeah, Russell so Westbrook going around, bro. It was basically a caption they're like LeBron James, top two player of all time, listening to Patrick Beverly as he tries to huddle all the players. Yeah, Russell yeah. Westbrook. It was off to the side, yo, he's he, off to the yo, way, way off to the side, bro. Yeah, he didn't like like literally uh, ignoring them. Right now, you know what I'm like, saying? Oh my god! At first, it's like at Here first I was go. like, oh, like maybe he's like just lagging somewhere. And he's like, no, like ignoring yeah, them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's gonna be that. That's gonna be an interesting story all season long. Facts. But even outside of that, like you said, it's a new. It is a new era. Like there's so many dope young players. It's like the Lucas and stuff are kind of like they're the older guys a little bit you know what i'm saying like there's yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah like four or five yeah four year pro yeah like four years no, yeah yeah and it's like there's um these young guys i mean i feel like a lot of people are in are um and highly anticipating i guess zion's not super new but i feel like there's still a lot to be seen from oh, i mean his game how you look in this offseason he did yeah. a lot of work like yeah. you know pelicans are like one of those dark horse very interesting teams yeah definitely yeah. want to see what's up you know like you know, people talk about KD comparison, but now nah, like Brandon Ingram really is tough. Like he really, Oh no, yeah, Brandon. He, really yeah, is, he tough. is nah, he is probably like, people be you know, comparing him to KD. I'm I'm saying oh, I'm saying KD is like one of those people oh who like up, so uh, of that willingly tier, of that to tier, compare yeah. scout like yeah, draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, he has KD, like, KD like, like, like yeah. y'all are do you not He's know a who, do you he's not a marker. Do you not know marker? Yeah, yeah. But I would say like Brandon Ingram, and not to say he's going to be as good or anything like that but i'm like he's just really yeah he, he's so skilled yeah and yeah to have, to have somebody like mccollum yeah you know i'm saying definitely gonna be no, i didn't think about all those pieces yeah that's yeah, gonna, be, gonna be a team that definitely you know put some best on yeah for sure for sure um but yeah so nba season starts next week um this weekend good nfl slate that i'm looking forward to so um yeah you got anything brooke nah um I just I just realized because I was just looking right at What's the up? camera. Yo, shout out my cousin's brand, Raw Faith. Oh, where that's the yeah, hoodie. Raw Faith is yes, oh, the hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely not there, but I got it on. So happy yeah, to bring yeah, that yeah. brand awareness every time we <laughs> for sure. But yeah, no, nothing else, you know, just uh regular routine shit, man. All right, man. Everybody, if you're here, subscribe to the channel. You know what I'm saying? We will really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, that helps subscribe. us out a lot. So go ahead and subscribe. We got a lot of dope you know guests. Oh, yeah. Also next too, month, yeah. a lot of dope guests. Yeah, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got some dope guests lined up. For sure. Uh, we got some dope episodes lined up. So uh, definitely be subscribed to the channel. And then uh, we'll see y'all same time next week. You know what I'm Real saying? Early. Early. early.